0: and uh, better than ever. We're actually fired up right now. We just watched the greatest 10 minutes in Canadian, in American or Canadian Family Feud history. Game show history. Yeah. Let me just tell you. I don't know if you guys know the Gibber McCalls or not, but they happened to be on Family Feud just now and launched the greatest comeback <laughs> and most nail-biting finish to get above 200 points and win 10K that I've ever seen. They were on the ropes, taking fucking blows from Byrne, were, Yeah, robo and rope Troy, job. Yeah. and the
1: rest of the family, and suddenly Ed Gibson huddles up the team. They huddle up. They yeah. fucking pump in the last answer to get their fucking... The last, yeah, what was it? it was Quickest hand
0: in the West. What can you do around a campfire? The other team started off hot, like boom, 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 got the first three answers. Um, whatever They
1: flunked They flunked Funked on out, the next three uh, out. Uh, uh.
0: Gibbard's come in With an absolute Dicey fourth answer Having a beer Block <laughs> it in It goes Sends to, to the, the, elimination buzzer. the elimination buzzer Have to get The number one answer To uh, have the chance To win And uh, Ed Gibbard Fastest hand in the west What does a squirrel dream of? <laughs> Nuts Nuts <laughs> <laughs> and then Ed Gibbard tees off a nice, what, one. He teed off a 1- 120 or something. Like 138? Like yeah. 138 was, for was... James Gibbard to come in. A couple touch and go responses early on. Uh, last... James was a bit shaky. Also, Gandalf, uh, we thought was going to do a lot better. It That's didn't...
1: a terrible survey result. How Gandalf, it How was, Gandalf uh, had seven. Name a wizard. Harry Potter and Wizard of Oz were 1 2. Gandalf yeah. was like 3 or 4 or something. Yeah. Anyways. Put them a little bit behind, but the suspense at the end all came down to what do you see on a poker table? They had table? 170, needed 30. They needed 30. Chips had already been answered. Everyone's holding their breath. Chips was answered, and James Gibby goes. Cards for the dub. 32 points to put them over the 200. Yeah, that was just like, that's TV at its best. TV at its best, and this is going to be podcasting at its best. And this, yeah, this is teeing We have a lot to catch up on. Clear your schedules for your mornings. This is going to lead into the playoffs. We've got, uh, we've got a shitload. We've got five weeks or so I think that we've missed. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the blame on most of it. I think I was at the cottage for a couple weeks. Yeah, this guy finally back, got up to Collingwood. Finally broke down the walls of the Roberts uh, Chateau <laughs> up north. Martha and I let me in after the Thanksgiving snub, and then I came back. And since it's been tough to coordinate, Chris has been getting rammed with word. Oh, it's and awesome. not so much, but when he's not, not rammed, so he's been getting... Rambling pints <laughs> and difficult to pod with because it's either he's 25 deep or he's stuck in sleep until noon so uh, finally we're here though and it's just the beginning of december we're going to touch on a handful of topics we're going to do a, slow, a, a bit of a preview for the playoffs yeah we'll but, save
0: that the final preview when the yeah. matchups are set in stone after a massive week 13 we will talk about the matchups to come this week and what they have implication wise on who's playing who um lots more there was a number of trades trade deadline came and went uh, some new traditions that came in some hilarious videos absolute hilarious some videos, comedy once again uh, and the snow Clap some cup notoriously uh, absent guns so yes all yes. this to come uh here we go episode four of the snow Clap cup podcast. Happy Let's to have you here. Fucking go. Let's go. Push it past the limit, tripping on a loose image My cigarette burns my finger, cause I forgot I lit it. Drunkin' in Seattle, two more stands with me. Go find
1: yourself a man clap, Snow clap. Snow clap. clap. Snow, snow, clap. clap. Snow, snow, snow clap. Snow, snow clap. clap. Snow clap. Snow, snow clap. Snow clap. Let's fucking go. Here we oh, are. We're, we're and we're clapping and we're snokin and we're, and clapping, we're clapping. clapping and we're clapping and we're snorkin'. All right guys, let's start things off with the mailbag as usual. Although I uh, made it seem like there was a lot more in the mailbag, that was just <laughs> a tactic to try and lure you guys in to send in some stuff, create a little bit of a FOMO because McMurtry was the only one who really yeah. sent anything in. <laughs> sending in a uh, lot. Uh, I, I wasn't going to get Stu blowing up and message people and be like, hey, any mailbag <laughs> yeah, content no.
0: this week? It was a good tactic, and what it did work for was a slightly off pieced mailbag that uh, is going to be juicy to get into. Yeah, Somewhat uh, tangential to the Snowclap Cup. However, very um, directly related to a great rivalry in
1: the Snowclap Cup. Uh, So we will get to that later. For now, McMurt's number one mailbag, he asked a couple of things. I think some of which we will touch on throughout. Um, The first one he messaged us was essentially, who is the biggest embarrassment so far in the Snowclap of this season? Yeah. That was one of his messages. He sent a couple. Um, You know what? I think we can touch on it throughout, but... Yeah, it's obvious that George on his on field performance after coming first last year is something he's clearly not proud of. But he's got his first win. He's got his first win.
0: He's not going uh, to be the. He's not joining the Lions and the Browns and the future Jets uh, as a winless teams. Mm-hmm. So he's got that win. He just needs to win one more, or he needs to win his Week 13 matchup to not be alone as the worst uh, season in Snowclap history. But apart from that, the man's been snoking his way through. He's been gunning when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads me to an all-around biggest disappointment mm-hmm. coming from an expectation standpoint, coming from a where-the-hell-is-the-gun standpoint, coming mm-hmm. from a Week 9 tradition standpoint.
1: The, the list is goes on and on. The list on. goes on, and the We're fact that since our last podcast, he oh. hasn't won a single game. Oof. <laughs> so uh, you know who you are, and so does everyone else. I think uh, the way McMurt phrased it was who's been the most, who's had the most embarrassing season. I think, in my opinion, we give it to Pinto. We give it to Pinto. Um, It's not an award that he's going to be proud to win when he's used to being, you know, taking home hardware or coming close to. Mm -hmm. Um, But not only has Pinto slid 0 5 over the last five weeks. He was in a position, I think, what is he? He has three wins. He's three and eight. So, so he was in a position to was, maybe make a push He was 500 as well. the last time we last him. Uh, so not only did he sell the farm early. Or he was one below 500. One days. below 500, but still, in a league that usually balances out, most teams on the cusp end up around that 500 range. All Pinto really had to do is just go 500 the remainder of the season, and he probably could have, or maybe could have eked out Amo in the eight spot Amo. or whoever ends up in the eight spot. Either way, it was uh, it was not the most honorable move to sell the farm. When you're, you know, obviously not a contender, but at the same time you had some pieces that you could somewhat compete with. He didn't sell the farm entirely, but he did make, you know, trades that signaled to the league mm. that he was a seller and not a buyer. And more
0: to the point, um, the guy, I think he just put up 54 points. He's mm. And he's put up a couple of those, like not even approaching a hundreds over the last five weeks (laughs) to be confirmed whether that's the lowest of all time, but it might, uh, it might be, I think there's a 52. So he might just have avoided having the most historically bad week in snow clap history. But then on top of that, we've got the guns that have gone his way that mm-hmm. have accrued so much interest. This guy's gonna have to mortgage a house to pay them back.
1: Yes, I live with the guy. I do know he's you know he's got a lot on his plate. He works late nights on a regular basis. Um, you know he, he when he's not grinding his ass off, he's doing something else in a productive manner. You know, making the rest of us continue to look juvenile mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> However, though, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's interviewing here and there, he's sending out, you know, recruiting applications, he's networking, maybe, in my opinion, maybe he's worried that someone in the group, maybe he's worried about a mole of some sort, maybe an, yeah. an Andrew Dent, who's quietly uh, in the background, who yeah. can take this video and sabotage him later in his career when he's making his run for probably president of, or CFO of like Nike or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either yeah. way, you know, Let push be and beer are nothing to be looked down upon and, Two
0: legal substances yeah. in a legal snow clap league. in a legal snow clap league, and nothing moles. that enters banter leaves banter beyond the uh, echelon
1: of this group and a few others. And Lenny, yeah, Lenny's Lenny's in the background and there. And Rennick, he's privy to everything that goes on as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, all in all, Katie uh, historically, as we've mentioned a few times. Performance on the field speaks for itself in the first three years. Performance off the field as well speaks for itself. Hosting drafts. Incredible cook. Incredible banter. You know, just keeping this league, keeping the oil in the machine of this league. Mm -hmm. This year, we haven't seen it from him. No. And I'm hoping that he, uh, you know, he does ante up, whether it's at the end of the season and maybe he puts on an insane clinic and truck guns a beer in all of our faces when is all said and done, just to
0: silence all of the critics. Yeah, I can see that happening, and I hope this is a bit of a fuel to uh,
1: to speed that along. To speed that along, and so otherwise, some of the other mailbag topics sent in, McMurtry, um, he requested we maybe discuss, um, you know, some future keeper potential. Uh, something? Do you want to dive into now? We might or we get won't... to that uh, later. Time-dependent, but uh, I think
0: it might be a little early to tell. There's off-season factors that go into it. We could do a preliminary touch, but we got some meatier topics before then.
1: Agreed. So, should we go mailbag with uh, Simo? Good food game? Yeah, so actually there was, a, there was something that was funny. I'm in a group chat with Pat Graham, who um, a couple, I think last week, sent a picture of his meal to our group chat, uh, without any context as to what it was. And it's not something regularly done in this specific group chat. And he immediately went, fuck wrong group. I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. A couple of other people in the chat said, Oh, nice, Pat looks delicious. And it did look delicious. It looked like it was a, you know, somewhat professionally made dish. I'm not sure it was banter. I think it was another group. It was a group chat. It was a a group chat run club. Yeah. So he sends along this picture, you know, a, a nicely taken photo of a dish that, you know, would look pretty nice to the regular eye. I don't know if it looks that appetizing in my opinion, but you know, it's a little bit off the beaten path. It's not your typical yeah. pasta meat sauce or, you know, salmon and rice. It's like a fucking weird-looking Thai meatball dish. Yeah, some maple. So glaze. He, he he mops up his rat. He mops up his mess quickly in this group chat, of which you know everyone was like, "What is this, Pat? Please explain." And he uh, he gets he, he gets to the point and he says oh I'm in a uh, actually I'm in a competition with some old housemates of mine from '93 division of which you know we send through we're, we're we're in a cooking competition where we send through each other's dinners and, and whoever uh, can one up each other night over night kind of takes all of the bragging rights says the best cook and so you know I don't think much of it personally although I immediately should have plugged in that this is something this is this is. a a sin when it comes to a competition Mm -hmm. because it was not a it was not a meal prepped manually by himself Mm -hmm. he didn't go out and source all of the ingredients that he put into this insane Thai meatball dish instead it was delivered by one of the many food delivery services that you can choose from in Toronto good food That leads us to good food gate Good food gate. So I mean, yeah, he
0: here he is in a competition where you go out, you think up a recipe or you have one in your back pocket and you go and you cook something and people respond as they do. Great food, terrible food, whatever it is. But here he is clicking a button, getting a pre-delivered package of ingredients and pre-delivered instructions on how to cook those ingredients and he's providing this. So Simo is uh, telling us that, you know, he's a little back on his heels. Suddenly, Pige is coming in with these absolute meals, some maple glaze. What was one of them uh, that he sent us? He sent a maple ponzu with maple syrup, lime ponzu, and water. I don't even know what the fuck ponzu is. Uh, So, so... Peach or uh, CMO's just getting knocked by a couple back-to-back meals. Simo's uh, old
1: faithfuls just aren't. Yeah. willing to are just aren't aren't not even coming close to competing. Yeah, like garlic,
0: garlic, salmon uh, and rice isn't isn't cutting it. <laughs> Although that's a dainty classic. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then lo and behold, it comes to light that this has been good food the whole time, and he's not been playing the competition
1: fair. So. Uh, I believe questions his character in all forms of competition. And I think that's something we need to highlight is that when you're dealing with the playbook of Eli, you have to be careful whether it's a trade or whatever it might be in this league. He is only serving his best interests. He's doing whatever he can to make him come up, come out on top in this competition. So Simo, thanks for bringing that to our attention. We do have a couple more notes. Quickly. I would like I would like to leave uh, leave Page with uh, a little comment from from Simo himself
0: that he sent. Uh, another week, another absolute thumping of playbook brought to you by the Heaters, because uh, I believe they played each other this past week. Will it make a difference next year when playbook has a bit of extra help? We shall see. Speaking of extra help, Page, if you're listening, I know, buddy, I know. he proceeded to provide us the uh the context and then he says i would say shame on you playbook but i know how i don't know how much lower you have left to go after bringing on a co-manager to the man who needs a co-manager to run his team and a hand-picked selection of food and recipes delivered to his door to make a meal that's worthy of posting the rivalry continues as always in more ways than one but will always remain constant is Simo's domination of peach go sends go hth wow uh, i don't think we need to add much more than
1: that that's well, uh, well, yeah that's <laughs> an Let's absolute that. skewering page go ahead and defend yourself as you wish somehow in the banter but you're taking another blow to the reputation once again in the league after bringing on the co-manager and now good food gate good food gate lingering around your legacy of which was already, yeah. already tarnished yeah but Moving on, back to a little bit of uh, more fantasy football focus, um, we have taken a four or five week hiatus and one of the major events of the season that is yet to be discussed in any detail is the trade deadline, um, something that is obviously very, very important to those who are looking to make the final push, those who are potentially out of it and wanting to stock up on capital for the following year. And there was a handful of trades, some headliners, some not so flashy, but very, very effective trades as well. So we'll touch mm-hmm. on a couple of those right now and maybe discuss how some of those have positioned some people in yeah. potential contender contender status.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we'll fire through these fairly quick. There was a decent amount, uh, obviously, with the deadline coming. But um, yeah, and I didn't really have a chance or look at them, I guess. I looked at them at the time, but I haven't really uh, dwelled on them too much since, so Diving in kind of with a fresh set of eyes here, Burt got Keenan, Gronk, and an 8th uh, and sent a 3rd, a 7th, Tanyan, and Jacoby Meyer, so just some some scrubs for a very quality wide receiver. Basically swapped a 7th and an 8th, that's nothing, but for
1: a 3rd. Yeah, that's a that's a very, very quiet, subtle trade of which he clearly put himself in a better position to win this year. Burt's a guy I'm always worried about. he has been trolling me on a regular basis as well, with respect to the surging Miami Dolphins. Clearly, a guy who's gotten under my skin and you know has further in, in, in intimidated me somewhat in this league. Just I, given uh, his, yeah, his nonstop barrage. As of we trips. do on the podcast, we can
0: provide a little behind the scenes talk. I know, uh, Bert. This might pump your ego a little bit, but the one guy Rib said he didn't want to face in round one of the playoffs was you, and uh, you've been on a bit of a heater four and one since we last. Had a podcast, uh, so obviously this trade has worked nicely for you. You did have a bit of a bumble uh, yeah. with your trade with Pinto. that uh, I don't know how that happened, how you looked at his yeah. team and just went Jones.
1: Yeah, was that Pinto maybe playing Bert or just Wouldn't an be honest mistake by both? Um, Katie, when I got back from the cottage, explained to me that it was an honest mistake originally when I read the message. I thought it was a hilarious fleecing that Pinto had pulled off, but it sounded from uh, my perspective that it was an honest mistake. And both of you, you know, didn't bother trying to clarify any first name of the player, the key player in the trade. Just using the name, one of the most common last names, I think, in the NFL. Yeah. Probably the 10th most common last name in the entire States. I can think of
0: like, yeah, Aaron Jones. It goes on and
1: on. And and clearly, Burt, his perspective, the trade looked incredible. Mm-hmm. If he was assuming that Julio was going to be the centerpiece. <laughs> yes. And from Katie's perspective, it looked incredible, thinking yeah. that he was getting the you know a yeah. high pick in return for a guy that is kind of a complimentary yes. back Plets and not a great offense. To, uh, for right now, not a great running offense. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a trade that didn't make much sense for either of them, and neither of them went ahead and tried clarifying the first name of the yeah, player.
0: Clearly it broke down, and it was not salvageable uh, based on how they each saw the trade. Uh, but he ended up bouncing back um, well with this trade. I think it positions him nicely. Um, moving on to the next one, Shady picked up Josh Jacobs, uh, shipped off Hawkinson and a fourth, and then there was Jordan Reed and Wilkins in there as well. But throwaways. Throwaways. Uh, so Jacobs for a fourth, honestly, well done uh, as a man who shipped a fourth. And uh, – James White for Gurley, um, mm-hmm. that certainly puts my trade to shame. Uh, my guy,
1: yeah, that Gurley trade that girly looking trade back on worse it, and worse
0: as we go continues on. Continues
1: to not look good. And, and when I ragged on you originally, he actually wasn't doing too. Then bad he at popped the time. off, but now then he he's, popped off. like arthritis. He dunked all over me, and now <laughs> he can hardly even stay on the field. But yeah, another great move by Mert. And, and you know, I, I forget exactly when I made that comment to you regarding who I would um be afraid of playing in the first round and i I do remember saying it was burt now going into week 13 uh i don't think it's possible because he's in the other division but it's always shady um from my perspective is a very 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 talented roster top to bottom it is uh and ezekiel elliott has done shit the entire season and he's still managing to put up 140 150 160 yeah i gotta Uh, say that zeke somehow pops on one of these weeks, and the rest of his players kind of remain status quo, he could be pretty unstoppable. It's true. I mean, 57,
0: probably, I think it was behind, like, some absurd uh, absurd running back game, like, 12 years ago. I think that was the second highest PPR fantasy game of all time from Tyreek this week. Yeah. 57.8. He outscored so...
1: Katie entirely. Another reason why Katie should be fucking shocking and yeah. torpedo <laughs> Katie One player. Come in this offseason. Oh, really um, just... Otherwise, you know, my trade, it was pre-deadline. Um, this, uh, but I, I'm not. I'm not happy on how it shook out. But I still think that there's maybe a justification coming once Drew Brees returns. Oh, I. Uh, I'm talking about the Mike Thomas trade for a oh, high Mike second round. Yeah, yeah. And then let's get to the now. Let's get to your other trade. Fleecing of like, the year
0: playbook. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, just uh, I. I. I won't even go so far as to say fleecing of the year or not. But it just. It just doesn't jive with overall strategy or direction playbook take the team you've got hope that you don't come dead last you don't need to give up a seventh a decent pick to get uh an equitable arguably like kirk has had 20 points combined over the last three weeks this guy's not something you want to you want to move for granted sanders hasn't been good either but i mean they're two guys who should probably be on a bench right now Mm -hmm. uh and to give up a a seventh when your modus operandi is to
1: compile picks for next year I don't know. It made no sense. Um, yeah. Pat was very, just to peel back the curtains, Pat was very persistent. He messaged me for probably a week straight. I didn't see the purpose for me making the trade, to be honest, at the time. I was like in a position where I thought Kirk might have been you know, a little bit of a depth player in case one of my receivers went down. Um, didn't really need a seventh in return to you know move mm-hmm. him. And so I I, I asked Peej. I said, all right, well, who are you going to drop to make this trade happen because you're going to have too many players on your roster and he said emmanuel sanders and i said okay we'll just throw him in the trade i'm grinning 200 kilometers north and Collingwood, <laughs> ear to ear because emmanuel sanders like chris just said in my mind was maybe a small 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 step back from kirk
0: and arguably. a handcuff for your thomas
1: and a, and a handcuff for thomas who's obviously been on and off the field all year so I, I said yeah throw sanders in not only will that look better for me but when you post this in the league I do know that there's gonna be a couple of critics jumping at the <laughs> chomping at the bit just to come and, you know, yeah smother you with chirps once again. Yeah, I, I don't
0: even think like outrage or anything was my initial reaction. It was just raw confusion at such a such a zag from the current zig you were on of, yeah. of getting picks.
1: But You get those types of trades every every year though. Yeah. Where it's like you know, this isn't a fleecing, you're right. This isn't, you know, I, I'm not upset about this, but this just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. This is just confusion. Why, what are Pat's motivations? Christian Kirk is not going to be the guy to keep him out of hitting a massive batch bowl next year. Yeah. If he was, you know, if that was his concern, he probably could have anti, he could He could have increased his offer and went after an actual talented receiver from one of the bubble teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like he could have chased a Julio or someone from Katie held on to all the shitload of picks he has at the top of the draft and still looked pretty good and avoided paying an extra 75 and completely getting baked before the, the draft next year. So yeah. page, uh, not, not a botch on your end. Just, you know, just confusing. A, a confusing trade that didn't make sense to anybody. And I'm glad you did it because I, uh, after shipping some draft capital earlier, finally, you know, got a little in return. Uh,
0: file next, uh, not a trade, but, uh, the long discussed, uh, Um, I guess, epilogue to that infamous Patterson-Goddard trade that took place uh, after incessant complaining from Will about how his good guy move of switching the second to a first um, should be um, provided a little bit of, you know, kickback from George, finally Mm -hmm. resulted in George giving him a... um, What's the word? A possible eight, a conditional A conditional eight. Uh, if he doesn't make oh, yeah. the playoffs already out of the question. So that's void. So if Will somehow exits in the first round of the playoffs, he gets a, a 12th A back, or
1: 12th? A yeah.
0: 12th, which is nothing. It's, it's a nothing, it's it's a nothing like,
1: pick, but I, I don't mind it. I appreciate them kind of actually putting something yeah. in, in the group on paper. Yeah, suggesting that putting it to bed. Yeah, put it to bed. Put it to bed, Will. Yeah, it should have be been put, put to pasture. Yeah. Weeks ago. You never, like, if you post something in the group and you fleece somebody, no matter what it is, is this yeah. was originally Hold perceived. To Hold to your fleecing. Don't go back and apologize and, and you know, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a cowardly move. And, you know, I'm fine with you putting it to bed this way. It adds, it adds a cool dynamic to, you know, how the end of the season plays mm-hmm. out. Although it's super insignificant.
0: It's super insignificant. And finally, the last trade to discuss was Pearl... Uh, taking a big hail mary downfield on a couple injuries, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I liked. I thought it was a yeah. really good move for a guy looking to win a title. You get you already got a fine team. Uh, you give up a fourth, and you get two studs possibly back. Um, niners are still in contention, so Kittle could actually make a return yeah. and make a difference. Uh, if you can get out of the first round, I'd say. And then uh, Eckler,
1: I don't know what his status is right now. He Played against the Bills. He played against the Bills. Um, I don't know what his point total was, but he was definitely a factor. He he converted a couple first downs. Obviously caught the ball a few times. He's somebody that's a starting running back for sure in any Absolutely. fantasy league. So Pearl gave up, you know, uh, an important pick, but not a. It's not a. It's not a huge loss for him for somebody that. Ultimately, could may, make the entire difference for him in the playoffs.
0: And, so, yeah, great just,
1: trade by Pearl. I mean, it makes sense for Oaks, too. Um, gets a fourth in return and a, a complimentary player that shuffles in and out of his lineup. Start
0: on his lineup, probably. Yeah, I know. It makes
1: sense for both. I like seeing trades like that. Uh, Pearl, you know, obviously wants to take a shot this year. And uh, those two guys will help his case. So, good yeah. on you, Pearl. Good on you, Oaks. Yeah, and, I thought um, that was
0: a fine trade for both.
1: Yeah, Past the deadline, that was a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, a very, very exciting development um, initiated by McMurtry. The week nine one, somewhat I think initiated it was by Bertie, but I, it was, I think it was so, something it happened. Just, there was it, just it, a somebody snowball. poured in, you know, a couple different chemicals into the chat, yeah. and they started to just combust. One yeah. another, just boom. boom, steam coming out Chain of the Chain reaction, all of a sudden Wager. people are throwing wagers, Wager. wagers, wagers. Wager. And it started
0: an incredible tradition. An incredible tradition. So long people
1: hold to their so side of the So long people hold.
0: Because this week nine tradition where, you know, loser does a double gun Snoke was a great idea, but, uh, you know, still waiting on Oaks to source that bong. <laughs> yeah, Oaks. <laughs> does Jimmy Bowen not Snoke anymore? I don't know. Like, what yeah. the hell... And, uh, and a couple others in there. I'm sure Pinto was one of them, but we've, we've talked about that. No chance, that. Pinto no chance he's
1: going to cover. And Oaks, yeah, continue working on sourcing that bond. I would love to see that. We day. got one at
0: Massey for you, Oaksie, if you want to come by. and uh,
1: Yeah, let's get him take over an for a, head rocker. A week 17 after Locker. Yeah, it might be illegal right now, but uh, once we're allowed to expand a little we'll get you through Oaks. And then there's one other, maybe that didn't do it as well. I can't really tell. Love that tradition. Everyone kind of throws a little bit of wager onto the Mm -hmm. mid season, makes it kind of a last entertaining game of the year for some of those basement dwellers. Um, you know, that's yeah. incredible entertainment. I love the spread
0: aspect of it, The too. spread aspect, as you well. You gave me. an outrageous spread to McMurk. <laughs> <laughs> it was because Rodgers and uh, Adams yeah, opened up the week on up Thursday up an with
1: a 60-point combined. Insane. So I took a 39.5-point spread and yeah. didn't come close to covering, yeah. as expected. It's won 1 by 12. Um, um,
0: Georgie snoked. Uh, Bevel's long balls. Patterson snoked. Um, yes. Speaking of which, uh, no, I covered mine, so Scopes okay. is the one. And then amo, I think we got a gun out of amo. Amo gun, amo gun. I'm not He's sure if it was for uh, that. you wearing the Giants jersey.
1: Yeah, yeah. Had of boy ray. I ripped one. It yeah, was and a uh, it was a double back to back no smoke, uh, quick dart, outside, Chihi dart, dart high, out. Cheeky dart out. Cheeky dart out. Get are smoke in those lungs. Uh, Bills Cardinals halftime. Um, yeah, which was a nuts. Which was fucking a fucking lunacy, lunacy finish. But, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's an incredible new tradition. That I those are the types of things that make this league special. So let's continue. That moving forward 100%, but we're going to need commitment from everybody. Um, whether we move this to a WhatsApp group chat or do something to make sure Katie uh, has the comfort yeah, of sending through a video. The messages
0: or something. Yeah, encrypt uh, the messages so Katie's not. Uh, instant deletion of the video. Some deletion, sort of something. Uh, Even if it's a Snapchat
1: or something, it's better than nothing. Yeah. come
0: on. Um, yeah, we've got the banter snap, the snow clap cup snapchat going. Yeah. So I mean, they gets the, hit up here and there.
1: The other tradition, it's kind of teetered off a little bit it was lowest point scorer of the week. I'm not, you know, up, I'm not as upset about that as I am about the uh the people who didn't gun after the spread, but there was a hilarious gun put on voluntarily by none other than hot takes and reverb. Yeah, not even lowest of the week, just not even disappointed in team's just, performance. Just choked. Just choked that he didn't have a better. little nervous about election night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, I got to ease the uh, nerves, you know, about election <laughs> night. And, uh, yeah, was that scripted, Bertie? He came in with uh, a couple
0: zingers off the gate, followed by a little Hankel troke, in, <laughs> followed by a fucking
1: shot of whiskey, why not? <laughs> Oh, I fucking shot a whiskey, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Taking shots at Dent's sister. Yeah. Taking yeah. shots at, at Will's height. Will's height. Take call me an Which idiot. I actually kind of want to do a, uh, a measure
0: off between Patterson and Bert. Yeah, you'd be Bert. surprised, Bert. Yeah. Bert. Patterson's got some sneaky height Locked on Watch your mouth.
1: <laughs> you, know, you, you clocking 510 these days or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bert, that was hilarious. No idea. That was a little insane, though, why you did do that. Um, kind of in and around that time, there was some great banter going on as well. We had Prop 22, peach went toe-to-toe, pretty oh, yeah. much just drinking all the juice that all the Lyft executives Kool-Aid. have been piling down his throat over the past year and a half against Bertie, justifying why. Yeah, Bertie,
0: man of the people. Man uh, of the people. Despite going against the people's wishes, like six to one. Yeah. no know, Knows what's best for them, uh, despite uh, not living... Even in the same time zone as <laughs> as where the bill was passed, nor the same country, um, but love to see it. I like a little bit of button heads in the group. Always exciting to read about, and I, I threw in two cents despite knowing nothing about either side. <laughs>
1: always going. Eddie neighbor you though <laughs> you're not you're not letting uh, any somewhat contentious no dialogue I in that I did group feeling untouched, which is a great addition to the league. So as we you know kind of wrap up what had happened on the trade deadline with the traditions. We're just going to go into a small segment here. We're not going to go week by week talking about who did this, who did that. We're going to talk about teams who are trending upwards, teams who are trending downwards, and we're going to kind of wrap that up uh, with a little segment about who we think are pretenders and who are contenders um, leading into the playoffs. We're not going to do a, you know, a playoff preview, but here we go. So, should we start uh, going
0: like maybe twelve down? So it, uh, yeah, at start at get, the bottom. Get out of the uh, the basement. See, uh, talk about who we think is actually going to be snowking yes. on that battle yes. so that start, that one's locked in. Already. It's locked
1: in. So we have the four teams who won't be making the playoffs, and it's been pretty much the same four since week two. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of movement. Neither all four of these teams ever had much of a hope looking at their rosters and. Uh, they didn't get any lucky bounces either. Yeah. So And as of tonight,
0: uh, the final playoff spot was clinched by Maddie Lines. So we've got Hamptons, Playbook, Pinto, and 200 Hot 200. battling for the basement.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how it'll shake out with the matchups, but just looking at each other's at each team and, and kind of who's trending in what direction, um, I would say number 12 is going to come down between Playbook and 200 uh um, yeah I, I haven't done a ton of detailed analysis no basis for this but i do think that uh just the fact that there's a little bit of star power at least on hamptons and pinto uh i could give them you know a chance yes. to, to eke their way out and despite of... uh the fa-
0: getting christian kirk which will solve all those problems yes. i still think <laughs> that playbook has sold every conceivable asset yeah. he had on his team george's team was garbo and he sold his assets early but uh He's honestly had the same record as uh, as Playbook. Uh, actually, no, Playbook's on two and three the last five weeks. Never mind. But they're still... Uh, Not quality players. wins. Not quality Not wins. Not quality wins at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, the way it'll shake out eventually is Playbook 200 hot, duke it out at the bottom. Neither of which I've had a ton of things to be optimistic about all year. Not many stars on each team. And
0: the result of that game could mean one of two things. 200 hot loses and his draft proceeds as normal
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: playbook loses. And he's absolutely greening out upstairs, missing two rounds, uh, after the bowl that, uh, is it this year's winner, I guess, Pax?
1: This year's winner, Pax. Which possibly Which pos- could be you. <laughs> so
0: I would say <laughs> oh, uh, cross your fingers, Playbook, because you don't want that. Uh, there's a few guys who've got a target on you right now, ribs and heaters included, who are yeah. going to be gunning for that top
1: spot. I, I've, got a, I've always historically had a target in any competition on your back, Playbook. I do have a small soft spot for you because of the trial results last year. Yeah, but so I, I do I will say <laughs> yeah. But first, so I'll add you know, another name to the list. <laughs> You're pretty fucked if you come last. I imagine round two, large dominoes to the face. You miss your third round pick. <laughs> four, five, six or just fucking darts out of board. And your team comes out of that draft. Even though you have a shitload of picks, probably near the bottom of the power rankings. So pray to God you get a lucky bounce in these next couple of weeks. Because otherwise, you're going to be doing it all over again in 2021. Yeah. Uh, and
0: then, yeah, the other one's not not much to talk about there, Pamptons or Pinto, both garb, but I think possibly going to be better than uh, than those two. And then uh, going contendi, pretendi, um, yeah, want to make that too, Ribsy? Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, just doing a quick Big Rock refill. Also, if you guys don't know, I might plug an ad in here that we're not getting paid for, uh, but incredibly cheap beer that you can Uber Eats, super fast uh, delivery time from Big Rock. It's not a good beer. It's not yeah, bad. It's not terrible though. It's drinkable, uh, and if you're sitting at home this winter in lockdown uh, and want to slam a Percy Twelve, as most of us are want to do, just fire in Big Rock. They give you a. Uh, they have literally an item uh, on their a bag of chips for one dollar that they list as you need to buy food with booze on this app. So have those chips in. Yeah, I got Let's a bag of open. Cheetos. They didn't even let me pick. Uh, <laughs> they gave me one of those little bags that you're like disappointed to get on Halloween. Um, anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, I got a 15 pack, good to
1: biggie though, five different
0: types of beer and, uh, this session IPA isn't bad. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I can, uh, I'll send in this podcast to them. They'll tell me to get fucked and they don't want their name associated
1: with it <laughs> or they'll send me a free 15. We'll see how it pans out. Either way, you will be a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. This is a great deal. So yeah, moving on. We're back. Good we're on beer number a couple of the night, yeah, but two of the, of the pod. Night. So um we we kind of you know obviously we don't need to even consider those bottom four teams contenders or pretenders yeah. they're all garbage um but moving on kind of the way things are looking to shake out um a couple teams have been sliding a couple have been hot shady is obviously as hot as they fucking get Shady's going 4 and hot. 1 since we last recorded heaters 4 and 1 mafia 4 and 1 hot as hell hot as hell
0: and uh pearl 4 and 1 and pearl 4 and 1 all so the top the
1: rich are getting reto right now what
0: yeah, there's been five, four, and one since we what? last talked. the fuck? Which is insane. So who's
1: fucking you?
0: Pinto and five, Amo of
1: Oaks, one and four. George, one and four. Me, Will and Amo of middled. You um, guys are yeah. Amo just snapped his streak with a good win against me this yeah. week. But otherwise, um, and that's reshuffled. So that's why we're looking at uh,
0: somehow I've got uh, the edge on. Actually, no. After this week. The Bronxy Fucks will be in the four spot. Uh, Bill's Mafia, Shady, Burt, Pearl, uh, and Heaters mm-hmm. are the top five. So I, I think I'm going to go ahead. I'll just get my name out of the ring here because uh, my two guys who I was riding are both banged up.
1: You think, you think the slide's a pretender? I think
0: I'm a pretender. Uh, I, I know it deep in my heart.
1: Yeah, I've been gearsing you for weeks on me. end, trying to trying Every to. Every now pull. and then
0: I put up like a big week when a couple of my yeah. side guys come in and Dalvin had his uh, his moment of glory, but uh, you never know. I don't know if it's sustainable. You never know. Kyler, Anything it happen. Got Anyone a 40 can win. In. Kyler easily has a 40 in him. But as a betting man that I am, uh, I would not put money on myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. You are a pretender. You're similar to, and I'll be honest, probably uh, your pro comp right now will be kind of like the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. You're gonna throw the Bills in that. Uh... Let's be honest. Nobody's gonna get out of the AFC except the yeah, Chiefs. That's true. Maybe the Steelers. So if yeah, we're looking at, it that, a, way, we're looking at it that way, it's a Chiefs. If we're looking at it that way, you have a you have a team. You have a team with players that could pop off and shock so, yeah. the world. But everyone else is kind of writing you off. Yeah, you're kind of like the Bills. You're kind of like the Dolphins. You're kind of you know like those middle of the pack playoff teams right now in the NFL. You're gonna get a, a competitive first-round matchup that might not bounce your way. It might bounce your way. You're a bit of a coin flip. Yeah, I could wind up easily. I can see myself
0: being in the seventh seed. Uh, so taking on who knows. Um, likely shady. Likely shady, but there's a possibility. There's a path.
1: There's a path for Devils to... Long
0: Balls too. Also, let's just pop in a quick discussion. Another cool. name change. Obviously, the Lions. Uh, Warranted. Super fired up. Um, That's huge. That they got rid of Patricia uh, and GM Quinn. Patterson, as is tradition, follows the name of the Lions head coach from Cooter to Gutt. Uh, and now to our interim, Bevel, uh, who's got nothing to lose. is going to be going
1: deep with Stafford. So Bevel's long ball is to the Similar to the team that, that Bevels is running. Is, he doesn't, doesn't have much way. to lose. He hasn't been too hot as of recent. No, he was a favorite early on. He was an early favorite after the first four weeks, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, no, I think if, if you were to separate the top eight teams into pretenders and contenders, I would put yourself into the pretender category. Mm-hmm. I think I would put Maddie Lyons into the pretender category, yeah. although he just put up the, the second uh, highest point total this you last week, and he beat me. Um, I don't. Even if he was to get past the first round, I don't think he's got a chance. Exactly. He doesn't, it, have, the, it's he doesn't have the good – his team's not good it's enough to do and I don't week over week. It. I don't think he has it, unfortunately. So, um, Otherwise, I don't know.
0: The gut, again – Dude, Heaters, I think, is a pretender. Heaters
1: has been a pretender all year, actually. He's
0: put up some of the biggest duds Somehow. on a basis. Here and there – I think I, I went through this recently when I was just trying to sum up his records and how he's going 4-1. One. one of those wins he won with 82 points. That's absurd. Which is absurd. I so, beat him the other
1: week with 125 points, which is yeah. a great week. Like, he's a very, very beatable matchup. If you get heaters in the first round, be thankful. Yeah. You will have at least a chance to get into the consolation. Since I we think. talked,
0: he's gone 116. Heaters might be
1: 82. Oh my god.
0: Uh, 107, all wins by the way. Yeah. Uh, and lost with a 108. 108. So he's in broken and then recently. He just threw up a. Uh, An incredible one. Okay, he just
1: popped off for 156, but the previous three weeks, his highest point total was about 115. Mm -hmm. It's probably more of a reflection, an accurate reflection of his team quality. He's got not too strong of a team in terms of high-end talent. His depth isn't anything special in case anybody goes down in this next week or two. I think Heaters is a pretender. I think you're a pretender. I think Amo is a pretender. And... Can you go to the yeah. Guts team just for two seconds? Can I just Let's just take in. a quick look. Let's just take a quick look at the balls. Devil's long ball sorry. I mean,
0: we're not making any hot takes here as we've listed we off just want... uh, teams 5, 6, and uh, or 5, 7, and 8.
1: No, was... he's not a pretender in my mind. No? Without taking a look at his I, team? I don't think he
0: is either. He, I think he's fully a contender. I think he's fully a contender with the likes of Ross, Russ and Kamara, Evans, Kamara, Drake's not good, uh... The Fant rest of his team do, is super Fant average. Just, this, that was the only completion for the Denver this week. So that Fant's usually decent. Okay, yeah.
1: Fant's a better tight end uh, than what he did last week. But just looking at his team, he's got the best player in fantasy, probably, in Alvin mm-hmm, Kamara. Yeah. He's got possibly the best quarterback in fantasy on any given week. <clears throat> and he's got, you know, receivers that all are talented. Even Calvin Ridley's Galladay been out. consistent. Even with Galladay out, he's... Yeah, no, the gut is fully a contender. Yeah. Although I like to shit on him because he's been sliding for the last little bit. Yeah. He was so hot out of the gates. It, it's easily a team that just, it's been full of talent and not really clicking, but one that if it does, boom. The gut, I bet, seriously regrets not making a bigger splash at the deadline. You think? I think if he had picked up a he was very serious, serious deadline. running back, he yeah. would definitely, I don't know what how it would have affected his record, but he would have definitely been like a serious, series contender. Mm-hmm. So,
0: if we say the guy, well, I guess we don't have to have uh, yeah, an even split. I think it's
1: three and it's five. It's three and five. There's three There's three pretenders that, you know, maybe they get through through the first round, but none of them are winning this league.
0: That's no Amo, chance. that's
1: you, that's Simo. The other yeah. five, I think, yeah. all have a serious chance of winning.
0: Yeah, I would say you're obviously, um, you're one win away from having the best record in Snowclap history, Let's go. Uh, if you win. 13 against playbooks so Hamptons. we can go ahead and we, oh, we can chalk that up we can go ahead and put that in
1: permanent market. i'm gonna rest a bunch of guys for the yeah, playoffs put that in permanent i'm gonna start a bunch of the bench players maybe rest my defense yeah. regardless <laughs> your, your, your backup running back's gonna go for 200 and then absolute <laughs> blowout victory You'll be, yeah speaking about backup running back one of the best pickups and worst drops of the entire season yeah and most frustrating to other owners was michael davis back up on the Panthers, who came in during McCaffrey's absence and was quite consistent. Yeah. Some weeks, he lit it up. Yeah. And McCaffrey comes back from injury. I don't know what the fuck Simo was thinking. If it was maybe a pinch and he had to drop somebody because maybe one of his players was on a bye, he needed somebody else. Yeah, I'd like to get McCaffrey comes back from injury. I would love to hear your thoughts, Simo. And you drop Mike Davis on a team that isn't playing for a lot, so you can su- assume that McCaffrey's not going to be a huge piece no matter what, whether he's healthy or not moving mm-hmm. forward just because they want to save him for the next season. And a guy that had you know put up kind of a consistent 15 points to 20 points over the last six, seven weeks while McCaffrey was out. Yeah. Second he got dropped, I hopped online, sniped him, picked him up, threw him into my starting lineup, and solved all of my Kareem Hunt issues with Nick Chubb returning. Yeah, it was uh, just another one of those things where the rich get
0: richer, poor get poorer. Um, that was...
1: That was a tough
0: one to see. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe ribs can, an injury can hurt him. There'd be a chink in his armor, and all of a sudden he's starting a bad second running back, and boom, no. Yeah.
1: That was my weakness for a while, but thanks for solving that, Simo. Now I've got, if anything, more issues on my hand because I've got running back controversy between mm-hmm. Davis, Mostert, and Kareem Hunt, but. Otherwise, yeah, no, we don't need to get into any predictions. We We, we will be back. We owe you guys another episode, so we'll be back next week with honest, deep, you know, lots of research prior to the episode, figuring out what we think this bracket will play out. And I think a fun thing to add, actually, maybe a side wager because the way the fantasy playoffs works, it's not reseeded; it's fixed bracket. So we could potentially, you know, everyone prints off a bracket, does a little March Madness side wager. I love that. I think we're doing that. Twenty-five ahead. Everyone fill out your bracket beforehand, one point for the first round, we'll do consolation as well, yeah. two points for the second round, or maybe one, maybe two, four, eight for the finals, predict the score as the tiebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll get that in, it'll get everyone uh, something to cheer for over the holiday season, um, for everyone that yeah. was out, it adds a little bit of excitement, so why not?
0: Love Uh, that. Add a little
1: bracketology. December Madness. December Madness. We've been missing that with March uh, canceled this
0: past year. So, um, Excellent. Yeah, the rest of those guys, all solid teams, been putting up good performances, riding hot into the playoffs, which is what you want. All similar records. Don't need to go into it too much detail, more than we already have. Um, So with that, we'll obviously talk matchups as they're settled next week and get the brackets out. Um, I think last...
1: But not least, I think probably the most entertaining segment of the week um, is something that uh, was kind of floated in the group chat, it wasn't an official mailbag. But a few weeks ago, I wasn't here, and I understand that a couple of you guys went out and played a little touch footy organized by Patty yeah, G. Yeah, I must admit, I was too Chad to. You skipped? Crowbar myself out of bed that what day. What the hell? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not sure. Your fucking... Not sure what we got up to the night before. Um, not sure what we could have got up to the night before, but I think there was uh many pints and uh, maybe stayed up late, crushed on the couch
1: like, and peeled myself off at six. You missing uh, touch football, especially at the end of the season when it's one of those yeah. classic Chris moments like, come on! It was, uh, it, fucking was a last it was sunny day of the year. Yeah. Let's go.
0: But um, uh, what can
1: you do? So
0: we'll we'll have to get another one going. But this one with the full Snowclap Cup League, divided by the current standing divisions, obviously we've talked last week on the possible realignment, Realignment, but for now we've got the Green Tokers and the Batch Snokers, and, uh, and yeah, let's run through a little let's bit Let's run of... through
1: it, so we've got two, in my opinion, pretty, con- I don't know, competitive divisions athletically, uh, we're going to do this next spring, so when Burt finally comes out of his house for the first time in 14 months. Um, yeah. Although Maxine we might be better off it. without him. <laughs> um, so next spring, you know, kind of off season, post draft, we're gonna get together, play a little competitive touch football, and um, the teams will be Green Tokers versus Batch Snokers, and we're gonna run through divisions right now, make some predictions on who we think might come out victorious, maybe what the Vegas spread would be, toss in some pro comps on each player. So let's kick it off with your division, Chris. The Green Tokers, top to bottom, have good athletes.
0: Yeah, solid athletes, top to bottom. Just taking a look through now. Um, some I've played with many a time, like Katie, who uh, loved to throw the ball to him. Um, yeah, great, great receiver. I think you mentioned earlier today that a uh, bit of a Larry Fitz pro comp. He's been doing this for years. The guy knows what's what. He comes ready to play. He's uh, he's business. He's well respected. Uh, He's got hands of gold, and uh, he's part of the winning team generally. If he's on your team, you know it's going to be competitive. So I think Katie would certainly headline
1: our team. Yeah, Katie's probably taking it easy the night before. He's showing up with his cleats before the game, fucking shaker bottle on the sideline with pre-workout. And like you said, he's going to Larry Fitz. It's going to be tough for our team to match up with him. Um, We'll be able to throw a couple different coverages at you between – Lengthy SEMO, lengthy AMO. They're going to kind of be on defense for us, like a Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of a Ravens defense. I'll be in the back, what would have been Eric Weddle a few years ago, playing safety. Um, But, you know, I think the clear difference between the team is you're top to bottom. We're not. We've got a sacrifice on defense and offense. Um. (laughs) We've got fucking no one else but scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, but we can stick him in touch football. We can stick Andy Burt to steamboats Mm -hmm. and he can pick up the blitz on offense. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think continuing on the
0: uh, top to bottom of the team, uh, you know that we've got Pearl, um, height, uh, athletic issues with the hands, issues with the hands,
1: inconsistent and a bit of a head case, a bit of a head case. Uh, chemistry it, is, it's not gonna his, be, is not his uh, uh, strength.
0: The game will work out early on. You'll know whether it's his day or yeah. not his day. I throw a couple darts his way. Uh, they bounce off his hands. The head will start shaking. The head might droop a little bit. And all of a sudden, uh, he's going to be battling his mind more than the Batchnokers. And so Pearl is a is one of those up-in-the-air possible uh, game breakers, but also yes.
1: uh, could... Could not have a day. Yeah, he's sneaky. He's kind of like a Pat Sainsbury. He gangles around the field, but he can make plays everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I look at the rosters and I see your team loaded with guys eh, who played competitive sports their entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, each and every one of them. You've got a great number one quarterback in you. Somebody past his prime, I will be honest. Yeah. I'm a you're little kind of past like a little prime. bit of a uh, Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers. I, I
0: would say, yeah. Stafford's uh, watching him these days is comparable. You still get flashes of like a good throw here and there, but other times you're like, what are you doing? Get rid of the ball. Yeah. Uh, scramble. Peel out. Have some mobility. <laughs> uh, so I could see that being being fair. But uh, touch football has always been my game. While well, you mentioned the other guys all played competitive sports, I was I certainly... Did. I did not play very competitive sports. I dabbled here and Chess there. Chess and Age of Empires. Chess and Age of Empires were more my forte. Um, but uh, if there's one sport that I've always loved, it's been touch football and playing QB. It goes and back to the QB, turf field Mainly passes. because I have no hands and could never play wide receiver. That's why I kind of slotted myself in the quarterback role, but I've made it mine. Yeah, and uh, neither
1: could Manning or Brady. Neither could Manning. They, they or Brady. wouldn't. They would never come close to a football field if they didn't play quarterback. Uh, but I, my issue with your team, and I, I want to dive into my team in a second. But um, you've got you. Okay, great. You've got Pearl, shaky. You've got the best athlete in the league, Katie. Great, George. George will show great. up a couple bigos. Great. He'll he, be baked as fuck. Yeah. And so there might be some missed routes. So he might uh, he might be, you But know, he can
0: make a play when I need it.
1: Yes. No, George is great. He, he operates yeah. baked most of the time, so that's not much of a concern. But exactly. He could have one in of fact, those In fact, I'd be worried if he wasn't. It, you know, whether it's a different strand of weed or something where he's off his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Pro Comp, you know, I'd put him kind of in like a Lee Smith for the Buffalo Bills. I have no idea who Lee Smith is. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. But he's a guy who's like heavily penalized, but everyone loves. Yeah. You know, like he, he, he fucks up every now and then, but everyone on the team loves him. Not so mm-hmm. much the fans. Yeah. Not so much the fans, but everyone on the team respects him, loves him, and wants him out there. But. He often is in the spotlight for the yeah. long
0: I know who's going to be itching at the fact that we haven't brought him up early. It's going to be Will, who will frequently tell me and uh, those who will listen that he's an underrated athlete and can burn people on the uh, wide receiver routes. Yeah. And does so from time to time and, and shows flashes. Sometimes I'm a little, uh, it's a little late night, uh, boozed up throws, and and I can't tell if the next morning what he's saying actually happened or not. Yeah. But uh, no, Patterson, he's he's quick, he's sneaky. Obviously, I'm not going to Smart. be throwing uh, jump balls to him, but uh, he can <laughs> run a route, and he's, he's got hands and
1: some speed and uh, and knows football well. Patterson, and this is not a shot to your height, you're a Cole Beasley. You're very, very much so. If you get the right matchup, you're going to get open. He, uh, he's got good hands. He's burned me a shitload, at, like you said, you know, 2 a.m. and onwards out on the street, but he's a little full of himself when it comes to you know demanding the ball. He thinks he's a bit of a – he thinks he's, like, the number one option. And he's going to be playing on the same field of Katie and Pearl and George, guys who also – you know, Katie's going to be getting the most targets. And then two guys who are expecting their fair share as well. Will might get a little frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to kind of, like, where I'm at looking at your team. I think it's a bit of a locker room issue. I think you like the Cleveland Browns. I think you're going to have a bunch of guys coming from – you know, competitive backgrounds with a quarterback who used to be great and, you know, a grittiness to you. But ultimately, like, you know, like you said, if Pearl drops the first play of the game, Katie shakes his head. Will shakes his head. Why didn't you throw me the ball? You shake your head. Mm. Pearl gets shook. Pearl gets lazy on defense the next possession and gets burned by Simo for a touchdown. (laughs) I'm just saying, you guys have the talent on paper, but there's a
0: lot more into it. And the final guy on our team, uh, Mert, He's gonna come up Huge with chip fleets, on his shoulder. Chip on his shoulder. The fact that we're bringing him up last, uh, but he's a guy. He's an athlete. Amazing, um, yeah. Sure, football might not be his number one. He can dribble and play basketball very well. He's yep. a good soccer player. But I mean, athletes are athletes, and you know that I can get him on a route, and uh, you know his hands are mid pack. If you
1: guys can keep it together and keep everyone's ego in check, yeah. Well, I, I,
0: I think you guys on paper would be
1: Vegas favorites by half a touchdown. I think
0: that's where I'm going to say that my forte is going to come in, not from quarterback ability, but from ability to know read people's uh, minds and be like, I know he's itching for a ball. Get him a target. Yeah. And I think if I can keep uh, keep the targets spread. But more so,
1: it's not so much for you spreading the targets, which I will build on in a bit when we touch on our division. It's you reading the matchups because I yeah. think that's where your, your advantage is. Um, so, yeah, rounding it up with respect to the green tokers, Lots of talent, lots of raw talent, great personalities individually, but will they be a, you know, will their chemistry click on the field? We don't know. You have Katie, Larry Fitz. You have George, Lee Smith. You have Will Pat, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Hot headed Cole Beasley. Hot headed motherfucking Cole <laughs> Beasley. You got Chris Stafford slash Rivers, you know, gunslinger at times, immobile at others. And you have Pearl, like a fucking, uh,
0: E-Bron. he's like an
1: Ebron. I don't know if you remember Jordan Matthews. Not slot really. receiver for the Eagles a couple years ago. I don't know why that came to mind, but he's kind of just like a lanky-looking receiver yeah. to, like, run every route, but mm-hmm. not exceptional. And then you have McMurt, who's like uh, hmm. McMurt would be, like, a complimentary receiver to any team, so somebody who's yeah. floated around. Who's, a,
0: who's the second receivers?
1: He's not quite a Wes Walker or an mm-hmm. Edelman or anybody. He's no one like that, because no. he can do more than just run across the middle of yeah. the field.
0: No, he's got more... Um, more capabilities maybe having a hard time pegging this uh he has him on his team i think
1: up. and and yeah. i think you know obviously these pro comps are catered towards what we know best and that's the buffalo bills he's kind of like a john brown yeah I can. he's kind of like brown. a john brown he can
0: actually he, yeah he could burn up he the can field, do a little and bit and of I everything can get him on a deep route yeah. that could
1: split the game wide open but can he uh, stay on the field who knows maybe he's them. coming off of some injury or he just hasn't slept yeah, last true. night uh, mm-hmm. Um. so if he can stay on the field he's kind of like a John Brown yeah so you have top to bottom a great team moving on to the batch yeah. Tokers let's do an overview of the Tokers and then I want to discuss quickly how they're yeah. going to match up with one another yeah. what we're going to be calling on each side of the ball also
0: just as one point we're a strict 95 team you guys bridge three years on yours
1: yeah Yeah. so which could actually to to be an our advantage and possible disadvantage. disadvantage starting off I think looking at the team our quarterback's going to be Patty G yeah consistent quarterback plays the game as it should be doesn't take many aggressive shots which is kind of you know people are waiting for him to break through and have that big year where he puts up you know 42 4300 yards passing but he hasn't quite eclipsed the 4000 yard mark yet but you know he's throwing 70 percent completion percentage yeah his td to interception ratio is solid Fans like him, teammates like him, but he's just not a sexy quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's playing a bit like, uh, like a Big Ben this year. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, he'll make, weapons the, around, make the right um, plays with a good team around him, playing smart, letting his defense handle a good amount, but not making any mistakes on offense and moving the moving the chains. Exactly. He just and also chains.
1: got like a good um, physique comparison there. Yeah, he, those guys are bronkers. He's a, he's the exact same build as Big Ben. Nobody's gonna be able to take him down if you guys ever bring mm-hmm. the blitz. Um yeah. well, he's if, got we, a, if we can get past Burt on if the If you can blitz, get past so. the, our all-pro center, Marquise Burt Pouncey, then uh Peege will have to be, you know, he'll have to show off some of his vintage ability to, you know, be elusive in the pocket. But Peege, yeah, like you said, he's he's a quarterback. I think your ceiling's a lot higher, but Peege's floor is a lot higher. Yeah. You could be picked off three to four times. Peege is probably you know, a positive. Uh, I was waiting I to
0: bring this up, but uh, historically, games I've gone against you on defense, uh, there's been some some duds up there, and I think one of them happened to be. It was either a potato fest or it was an AGM uh early on no it was a potato it was fest. a fest
1: but uh yeah, you went was... tip drill
0: on me all day and it was like one of those i looked like fucking
1: i've watched a lot of your film chris yeah
0: you you know my tendencies very well
1: i've probably both been in madden and real yeah, life in, in madden <laughs> for sure yeah exactly i know what you're looking for i know how uh you know when t- when push comes to shove you're gonna show a lot of favoritism towards your number one t- number two target so um, but Peach, on the other hand, he's not going to force passes. You know, might be frustrating as a receiver at times, but, you know, he's more of a guy that's just out there looking to win. Skokes, my opinion, I, I wasn't there the other weekend, and he was, and apparently he's a great athlete. I know he is. I think he's the most underrated guy in the entire league. Wow. He's the tallest dude in the league. He is the height is a he significant advantage. For the past however many years of his life, stayed in peak physical condition. It's true. So he won't get tired. You know, late in the game, Oaks is still going to be running hard routes. Yeah. People are going to have trouble keeping up with him. He's got strong hands. He's got big hands. He used to row. He looks good in shorts. Wow. He looks good, good in shorts. shorts. Holy moly, yeah. Skokes, I I, I, I've is never swinger. seen Skokes play. Skokes, he can look a little clumsy at times. Don't get me wrong, but get him open, you know, run the right play calls for him. He's disciplined. He doesn't, he doesn't fuck up often. Yeah. He's kind of the anti-Pearl. He's the anti-Pearl. Yeah. Pearl can yeah. be Pearl baked. can look
0: very good doing
1: it. Like he, when he's, he's picking off Tom like Mer- Yeah. So picking off Timmy Mitt. Taking big, it to the yes. header all in front of all of Crescent. But yeah. also like missing a tackle yeah. against the smallest winger on the team. <laughs> and like getting drunk for a try. <laughs> Whereas Scokes, it's like he's the opposite. You know, he doesn't look good when, he, when he's running. He doesn't look good. But when his hands run. got a bit of glue to them. But he's just, he's just, he's just yeah. he's got the high IQ. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Amo also sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, sneaky Amo is very sneaky. Yeah. He sneak. he, he he's sneaky. He sneaks. He's, he's fucking sneaking. The last guy you want to play in ball hockey because he just fucking has incredible body control and just brunks everybody into the boards. Like he's he plays above yeah. his weight class. He, he play, plays yeah. bigger than what he is. Huge chip on his shoulder. Doesn't like to lose. Great athlete. I think Amo Skokes two underrated athletes. Yeah. When matching these guys up on paper.
0: Yeah, I could see. Uh, I could see going into the game feeling. Real good, and at the end of the game, you're like, holy shit, P- Amo and Skokes, uh, absolutely won their
1: matchups. So. Yeah, no, it'll come down to those like yeah. those X factors, you know. Um, Semo, he's again, he's a guy that's gonna he's gonna fight and fight and fight. He's not going to let anything easy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be chip. He's going to be yeah. chirping everybody on the batch, oh, yeah. on the green tokers. He's going to be. You guys your, have a chip, eh? Your whole yeah. team, I think. Is every chip every on, the everybody on the team's got a little bit of something grindstone. to prove. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. That's that's the thing. The chemistry yeah. might not work with uh, you know a bunch of guys who are demanding the ball and you know complaining about uh, the uh, maybe quarterback player or whatever it is. Whereas us, you know, we we've got pages back. Skokes and Amo aren't going back to the huddle and saying, "Why didn't you fucking throw me the ball? I was open." Whereas maybe Pearl and Will are going back to the huddle and saying, what the fuck, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: we'll see. Uh, and then, oh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, you'll leave me with yourself and, uh, uh, and Birdie. Yeah, Birdie, uh, I've never seen Birdie play uh, – I haven't uh, I've heard too much intel on him. Ribs he's telling me that uh, he's gonna be counting the steamboats, so I might have a little <laughs> less time in the pocket than I should be allotted as those things might be coming at me fast. Uh, so I'll have to deal with some of Bert's blitz, and if we ever want to put some pressure on the quarterback, Bert might be uh you know Marquise pouncing us uh, and giving
1: Pege a little more time to play with Ribs. I played with you probably more I've probably played more every touch football, touch games football than I, game you've ever played. I think I've probably been there prior to uh, my story yeah, career. career story career, no, house football.
0: <laughs> Forty
1: five hundred yards passing as yeah. a freshman.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, we've played a ton. You know my tendencies. When we're on the same team, we usually put up an absolutely ripper of a stat line. We're like Rodgers, Devonte Adams for you this year. Uh, when not though, you do know some of my uh, some of my tendencies. I, I've always got an eye for you on the field, um, <laughs> whether I want to or not. Uh, I know that this could be the game changer. If you get a couple big defensive plays early, uh, I think I play confidently with a lead. I think when things start going the other way, a couple bad picks, I start to behind. double double question my moves and playing from behind, and they start to fall back into tendencies. That's when you continue to pick up the, you know where I'm going on those. So <laughs> I, I could see that being a, a huge risk, uh, and one of the matchups to watch,
1: ribs on D, uh, versus me uh, throwing the ball yeah that could be like a uh, little ed reed versus uh peyton manning yeah AFC championship yeah um Page, pro comp and big ben yeah hopefully not the same off the field issues mm-hmm. um skokes who's like a skokes who's like clumsy looking tall, productive player clumsy like, a, te, like uh kind of like a or, or like cool.
0: a like a Plaxico bird. Yeah, yeah. It's getting Plaxico clumsy Blaxico. enough to shoot himself in the foot. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. not clumsy on the field. He looked pretty good on the field, but yeah. uh, clumsy enough to yeah, shoot himself. So,
1: so Peej loves throwing a Plaxico. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, Big, college, big Giants college guy. Amo. Fuck. That's tough. Because I want to give a good comp here. I want to know there's comp. plenty of good comps. There's plenty, of, plenty of good comps. Just chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Hard-nosed. Um...
0: Come back to uh, Amo. Jarvis Landry? Yeah, juice. Juice? Juice. Just look out. Yeah. Look out. I like that. You're like, oh, Landry. Like, well, he's a two who? option. Yeah, who and is boom. this guy? He's like pulling a one-handed in on the side. Boom. Brunking through the guy. Wait, did he just catch that? Wait, has he yeah. outperformed OBJ the last
1: couple seasons? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, did he just lay somebody out on a crack block on a pitch play to fucking Joey or uh, Nikki Chubb? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. That was number 14, Jarvis yeah. Amo Landry. All and right. he's got him on his team, doesn't he? Uh, no, no, he picked doesn't. up Landry, piece of shit. No, <laughs> no, no, Jarvis. Oh, no, Will has Jarvis. Will has yeah, Jarvis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Amo, Jarvis Landry, Skokes, clumsy tight end, or receiver, Plaxico. Yeah, look the height, Nuts, like massive frame in the pocket. Big yeah, head. biggie bed. Simo. Simo. You yikes. Serious Ooh. off the field issues. <laughs> we got <to> Semo. <laughs> we got like... <laughs> koopy cop <laughs> <laughs> no 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 bigger target bigger target bigger target not quite koopy yeah. cop simo would somebody probably would compare him to the likings of a Cortland sutton sutton yeah, yeah. courtland sutton give him court doesn't get sutton. the love he deserves yeah but is he proven but is he proven no but he exactly. There's a lot of question marks. There's, but he also some just people doesn't are, get the some lock. people are very high on him. Some people are like, yeah. You What's ask it? like some Ashbury alumni yeah. and they're like, yeah. Simo, are you kidding me? But who was throwing to him? But it's like, yeah, wait, was Johnny B. Wald throwing to him? Or like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. London is he Drew Locke and like, yeah. Joe Flacco his whole career? Or is he going to get Simo, Big Ben and
0: all of a sudden he's going to be putting up numbers like fucking. That's a great
1: comp. Yeah. Cor- Cordy Sutton, Simo. Cordy Sutton. Burt Marquise Pouncey, Pouncey. obviously. And on defense, just fucking like Ed Oliver, yeah, just rushing the passers one steam, two steam, already up. over the line in yeah. my face. I've dropped back like
0: twelve <laughs> steps. It's like, get the fuck
1: <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. A spin skier.
0: Yeah, Ribsy. Uh, ooh, let's see here, who is Ribsy? Like a little Heinz board? <laughs> oh fuck, really? I'm hey, going he's back. a bit of a dirty player, a little bit. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like he's, it. He's, got, he's, like, in he's in the half. He's in the half, and you're gonna be getting throws from Big Ben. Yeah, that's like true. It, was, it was Ward or Santonio Holmes, and I don't know if the tippy-toes that
1: Santonio No, no, has. no,
0: Ward's, Ward's more just like, you know, between the fucking, fucking between the pylons, he's making catches, he's making runs, he's playing his heart out. Terrible towel,
1: like, with the fans after oh, the yeah. game. he's firing it up to following that I'll Steelers. i I mean, uh, I don't like him, but don't no, take it. Thank yeah, you. also, so, like, I'm
0: dropping back 10 years here, I'm sure there's more recent comparison that could possibly
1: be better. I'll take it. He's in the Hall of Fame. he get it. Yeah. You get a Hall of Fame. I get a guy who lives no on uh, the football life. Like, <laughs> just repeat programs on NFL Network. Wow. So lastly, I guess, you know, before we sign off here, I personally think the Batch Tokers would take it. I think that you guys have chemistry issues and, you know, the potential's there. On paper, you guys are likely a better team, but I just don't know if it's going to click.
0: Yeah, and I, I would uh, combat that by saying that, sure, I'll, I'll play into some of the, the locker room stuff for the sake of story. But I think when we get on the field, we're guys who like to win we'll come together in the huddle, we'll adjust matchups as need be, we'll shuffle our, uh, our coverage if things aren't working out. I think all these guys will buy in. Even if Pearl's head will get a little low if he doesn't make the plays, his <laughs> head will get a little high when he does. And, you know, I'll keep going back to that Well, So I think, you know, just the, the raw athleticism, taking advantage of possibly a mismatch where uh, where it comes up here and there uh, and taking that one apart and going uh, going to what's working is is all we need to do and i would take us with a uh one and a half touchdown spread <laughs> <laughs> come on well in touch football you can't go field goals
1: so yeah not, there's not yeah, much yeah, else no, to get there 1. 5 spread. it's a 1.5 it's regardless. like baseball it's, it's spread. Hockey, yeah, yeah hockey or baseball spread wow 1.5 spread i would be fucking mortgaging everything i've ever owned and putting it all on the batch Tokers. i've got faith through and through with a conservative quarterback who can keep his playmakers involved in our defence although although bert might show a little bit of wind in his lungs come possession 345 i think can keep up with some of your playmakers We'll see. I would love to get a competitive game of football
0: going. That's uh, that's all I need. You say I'm a little past my prime, I say I haven't had a good game to play in in a while, so let's go. <laughs> oh, there Finally we have up, boys. we right. are up um, an hour or so. so oh yeah, this has should... been a significantly, I think our longest one to date, but as it should be, because we had a lot of weeks to cover and a lot of good topics to uh, to go over, so... I think uh, we'll leave you guys with that. We'll be back next week once uh, once these playoff seedings are matched up to go over a few more topics we wanted to yep. and, uh, and talk playoffs.
1: This time next week, we'll be at the same table ordering the same pizza, having the same beers, preparing for the most competitive and exciting fantasy football playoffs in the entire world. Twelve managers who have been committed to Through and through, throughout the season, we haven't had anybody starting people on buys. We haven't had anybody showing, you know, any form of lackluster in any way throughout their management styles. Throughout, it's fantastic. Keep it up. One week to go before things get very serious. Shitload of bragging rights on the line. Even more money on the line. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just trying to scroll back through
0: banter to get some uh, to see what's happened since we last had a podcast, which was no more than a month ago, and I think it took me fucking. 15 minutes to get through all that banter so i mean the buy-in's been insane the boys have been firing even those who are out of the league still have time for a good smoke and a good bant and uh yeah, yeah this that's, is good you denny, shit. that's you denny that's
1: you renny yeah even buddy. denny denny's been more
0: bought in this year than he all was, when the he was in the league
1: speaking of which i'm going to bring up a mailbag next week dent might be considering a buy-in somehow some way next season but we'll end it on that sleep tight get ready for next spring for the fucking greatest touch football game ever. And let's sign it off with our
0: sponsor. Yeah, Big Rock. We're having a session IPA. Order it this weekend as you commence your solo suck down. And uh, can't wait for an incredible week 13 in which a lot of big matchups are on the line. So looking forward to it. And we'll touch base next week and uh, touch base throughout the week on banter. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Snow
1: clap. clap. Snow, snow, clap. Snow,
0: clap. Snow, snow clap. Snow clap.
1: Snow clap. Snow. Snow. Clap, whoo! Snow clap, snow, snow clap, snow clap.